Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are reading in the Gospel of John. We're ready to read chapter 19. Now chapter 18 finished. We just finished that in our previous session. And um, Jesus went before Pilate and told him that his kingdom was not of this world. And of course, as we've discussed in previous sessions, you know, um, the kingdom of heaven, Jesus was... Jesus' kingdom is heaven, and it's not of this world. It's not that we can't belong to heaven. We are, as Christians, as part of the body of Christ, we are citizens of heaven. And we are in heaven spiritually, even though we are not there totally and physically. Pardon me. So, and then, let's see. And then Pilate went out, you know, and offered to release Jesus, but the, the Jews um, cried out, no, they wanted Barabbas, who was like a uh, revolutionary or a rebel, <clears throat> you know. Uh, the Bible says he's a robber, and, and he may indeed have been that too. Um, it's just something I was reading, um, I think it was in the Amplified Bible, mentions that he was, you know, he was more of a... Uh, of a rebel, of a group that were trying to rebel against Roman rule. Anyway, so we're ready for chapter 19, the Gospel of John. Then Pilate took Jesus and flogged him. And the soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head and arrayed him in a purple robe. They came up to him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews, and struck him with their hands. Pilate went out again and said to them, See, I am bringing him out to you, so that you may know that I find no guilt in him. Now this, this appears to have been a hope that from Pilate that by flogging Jesus, which flogging was a horrible punishment um, involving a whip with, with uh, um, you know, sometimes bone or rocks or metal, metal ends that would really hurt you. Um, but anyway... So, this appeared to be an attempt to, uh, what's the right word? I was trying to say allay, but that's not exactly right, but to um, satisfy the Jews, to satisfy them that Jesus had been punished, that if they saw him and, you know, um, saw that he had gone through this punishment, that that would be enough. So, Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to them, Behold the man. When the chief priests and the officers saw him, they cried out, Crucify him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him, for I find no guilt in him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and according to that law he ought to die, because he has made himself the Son of God. When Pilate heard this statement, he was even more afraid. Pilate appeared to be somewhat superstitious. He was afraid... He was afraid that Jesus really might be the Son of God or be in contact with spirits or gods, whatever he believed. I, I don't really know what Pilate believed, but um, th this was something else that was mentioned in, in some reading I had done. Um, so anyway, he entered his headquarters again and said to Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer, so Pilate said to him, You will not speak to me? Do you not know that I have authority to release you and authority to crucify you? Jesus answered him, You would have no authority over me at all unless it had been given to you from above. 
Okay. <clears throat> I don't know if I'm trying to get too fast or what. I apologize. Let me slow this down here. Okay, verse 10. So Pilate said to him, You will not speak to me? Do you not know that I have authority to release you and authority to crucify you? Jesus answered him, You would have no authority over me at all unless it had been given you from above. Therefore, he who delivered me over to you has the greater sin. Now that sounds kind of odd, but Jesus is just saying to him that he would have no authority over Jesus at all except it's been given by God. And that, you know, that that is correct. This is all part of God's plan. This is all the way it's supposed to happen. Now the second part of that though, therefore he who has delivered me over to you as the greater sin, that is a reference to Judas, not to God. I can see how this would easily be confused, but it's it's all about what's going on and how this happened. And authority is one thing. God has all authority. Jen, that's Jesus has said that all along that God is the final authority. You know, but that God was giving him Jesus authority. So, and Jesus says plainly um, in an, in the in one of the other Gospels that, or it may even be this Gospel, but that uh, we've read it previously that he lays down his life. He gives it. It's not being taken from him. He's offering it. He's giving his life. So, this authority that Pilate has is because Jesus submits to his authority. Jesus and God, this is part of the plan. If you understand the idea there. But, therefore, he who delivered me over to you has the greater sin. That is Judas. And, to a lesser degree, that's some of the, you know, some of the Jews, the council, and people who should have known better. I don't think they're fully absolved, you know, of that, at least at this moment in time. Now, what they did later, I, I don't know. But, uh, some of them knew that Jesus, the miracles he did, the things he did, they knew he was from God. And it says so. Sorry, <clears throat> the word says so, the Bible says so. Alright, so we're going to continue on from verse 12. From then on, Pilate sought to release him, but the Jews cried out, If you release this man, you are not Caesar's friend. Everyone who makes himself a king opposes Caesar. Well, now they're basically putting Pilate's life at risk. You know, because he could be in big trouble and... And Roman punishment could be really harsh. It wasn't always super harsh, but it could really be harsh. So when Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus out and sat down on the judgment seat at a place called the Stone Pavement, and in Aramaic, Gabbatha. I may not pronounce that correctly, so forgive me if that's wrong. Now it was the day of preparation of the Passover. It was about the sixth hour. He said to the Jews, Behold your king. They cried out, Away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, We have no king but Caesar. So he deliv delivered him over to them to be crucified. So, it's kind of funny that the chief priests and the council would, they would rather accept Caesar than 
within Jesus. That's just it's kind of odd because in the end, you know, they still Israel still re rebels against Rome and gets destroyed. So uh, anyway, it's it's odd to me. It's um, I can't think of the right word even. Maybe it's a little um, ironic in a way, um, if that's the right word. It just but it doesn't make good sense to me either. Alright, so they took Jesus, and he went out bearing his own cross to the place called the place of a skull, which is, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. There they crucified him, and with two others, one on either side, and Jesus between them. That's written kind of odd. Let me try that again. There they crucified him, and with him two others, one on either side, and Jesus between them. That's better. Pilate also wrote an, an inscription and put it on the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this inscription, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Aramaic, in Latin, and in Greek. So the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate, Do not write the King of the Jews, but rather this man said, I am King of the Jews. Pilate answered, what well, I have written, I have written, meaning that I've written it. I'm not going to change it. That's the way it is. You know, you just have to, you just have to tough it out. You know, um, I think he was put out with them. Not that he was a great Christian guy or anything. I don't mean anything like that. But I think Pilate was a bit put out with them, the council and the the chief priests and those. <clears throat> When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his garments and divided them into four parts, one part for each soldier, also his tunic. But the tunic was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. So they said to one another, Let us not tear it, but cast lots for it, to see whose it shall be. This was to fulfill the scripture which says, They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. And I think that is, isn't it also in Psalms? Yeah, that's in Psalm 22. Yes, Psalm 22, 18. You can find that. So the soldiers did these things, but standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, woman behold your son and then he said to the disciple behold your mother and from that hour the disciple took her to his own home so the disciple being John in this context um, and I'd also read that John may have been um, like a cousin or something to Jesus now, I don't know that to be a fact but that was something that was um, mentioned again in some reading I was doing in the Amplified Bible. I had never read that before. Um, I suppose it's not impossible. Um, just throwing that out there. That, you know, they had known each other. At the least, they had all, he and the disciples and the apostles, they had all known each other for a while at this, t at this time anyway. And, and they were, you know, they were really, they were really friends and these two were really close. He was really close with John. And, um, I think it's odd, and from that hour, the disciple took her to his own home. We don't know about the state of, like, Mary and Joseph or what's going on. And 
I don't know if this means he really took her into his own home or if he just counted her as his mother also and, and watched after her. Because if she was still married to Joseph and they were still together, and I would assume they would have been, you know, but I don't know the uh, state of those things. So this seems kind of... And Joseph isn't really mentioned in a lot of this, so uh, I don't know what had happened at that, at that point. If Joseph was still in the picture around, had he possibly died of something? I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's some history for that kind of thing that I should look at. <clears throat> that I should look at, but I don't, I don't know. Anyway, verse 28, After this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, and to fulfill the scripture, he said, I thirst. And I read that all wrong. After this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said, to fulfill the scripture, I thirst. A jar full of sour wine stood there, so they put a sponge full of the sour wine on a hyssop branch and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished, and he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Since it was the day of preparation, and so that the bodies would not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for that Sabbath was a high day, the Jews asked Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who had been crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once there came out blood and water. He who saw it has borne witness. His testimony is true, and he knows that he is telling the truth, that you also may believe. For these things took place that the scripture might be fulfilled. Not one of his bones will be broken. And again, another scripture says, They will look on him whom they have pierced. After these things, Joseph, Joseph of Arimathea, okay, <clears throat> pardon me, I don't know why that was so difficult. After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus, and Pilate gave him permission. So he came and took away his body. Nicodemus, who, Nicodemus also, who earlier had come to Jesus by night, came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds in weight. That's a lot of stuff. I didn't realize it was so much. So they took the body of Jesus and bound it in linen cloths with the spices, as is the burial custom of the Jews. Now, in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new tomb in which no one had yet been laid. So because of the Jewish, Jewish day of preparation, since the tomb was close at hand, they laid Jesus there. And that is the end of chapter 19. That, um, I really don't have, I don't really, at this moment, my mind is just kind of blank and I apologize. Um, I really don't have anything more to say about this other than what we have read. There are some interesting points that uh, the Gospel of John makes that were, were not in the other, uh, not in the other Gospels, such as, you know, um, this tomb was close at hand, so it was also a matter of convenience. And I 
I guess it was in, from what we remember in the other Gospels, it was in the possession of Joseph of Arimathea. Um, I don't remember Nicodemus being mentioned in the other Gospels about um, him bringing this mixture, but that doesn't mean anything. You know, each, uh, each Gospel is from a different perspective and has its own insights and its own... Um, perspective like I say it's uh, um, you know it's like you see something happening from different sides of the street or from different areas and, and the, the things you see are still facts and the things someone else sees is still facts it's just you saw it from a different perspective you happen to know something the other person didn't know maybe um, things like that so um, I think of it as each gospel really adds to and, and illuminates um, what is going on. I don't think of it as being contradictory because they're not. It's just that they add to one another. Um, it's just a different way in which the uh, events are related to us. So, Alright, so that again is the Gospel of John chapter 19. And I want to thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. And remember, God loves you.